0: Welcome to The Walking OG, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for the popular long-running series, The Walking Dead, on AMC. I'm Michelle.
1: And I'm Mike.
0: And tonight we're podcasting Season 6, Episode 14, Twice as Far. Now, I think that was pretty evident why it was titled Twice as Far, didn't, didn't you? That yes. was a pretty easy Darryl
1: one. Daryl chose to walk twice as far as it would have taken because he didn't want to get on the tracks. Now what was that all about? Did he had he had a bad experience on the tracks before? I
0: would think it would just be a safety thing, wouldn't you?
1: Could it be that he was like remembering being locked up in that box? Car that real rail car. Oh, that's
0: interesting. I didn't think about it yet. I wouldn't think. I mean, they were all something.
1: He had some bad experience or something. Obviously,
0: I did think about the tracks that led to Terminus. You know, like you were talking yeah, about that they walked on forever right. and ever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: that that's probably. What not I think I think that's probably it. He was just done with walking on tracks.
0: At the end of train tracks. I mean, you know, going down train tracks you, hasn't led them to good outcomes. Right. For, you know, it's never what been they a know. positive
1: experience. Oh, no, you're exactly right.
0: But also, unless you've been that way before, and you know how train tracks sometimes, particularly three years down the road, I mean, there could be, like, overgrowth, couldn't there? Like a lot of trees and stuff. I mean... Yeah,
1: there could be that on a road as well.
0: Well, sure, but, but the road's wider and bigger, and you have a better chance of not having the woods on both sides i would just think that taking a shortcut for a number of reasons is not a good idea it's not the safest way to go for one thing if somebody were coming looking for them they're going to see the truck they're going to think they walked down the road went on past it because evidently it's not that much farther right and who would go the other way I thought it was a whole lot more about it was twice as far to go that way, but that was the safety thing. And I think we really have seen a lot of bonehead moves in this episode. Like things that people are doing that are not, certainly not the most...
1: Not the safest things in the the world. Not
0: the safest. They're they're being a little, I'm going to even say irresponsible In some of the moves. The Reckless. The Reckless. Yeah. But we start off and Olivia is inventorying the mason jar, the supply collection. Then we see the changing of the guard where Eugene's walking up. And uh, then we see Morgan practicing his...
1: His little stick martial arts thing.
0: I forget what that was called. Carol was smoking a cigarette on the front porch. Then we see Morgan putting the last block in a jail cell.
1: And he's doing it. He's just sliding the block up in there with no mortar. Right. But later on we see the block has mortar. So right. So he had to take it back down again. Morgan's not fooling anybody.
0: He, <laughs> but Rick asks him why. And he says because it will give him choices next time. Rick, you know.
1: Rick missed a golden opportunity right there. For? For turning the key and <laughs> leaving, leaving Morgan's ass in his cell. I think Rick was a little skeptical of the jail sale. What do you think? I mean, he'd
0: oh, yeah, he Morgan said, you know, I'm going to give you choices
1: and and next time. And Rick, I mean, Rick, Rick kind of looked at him like, yeah, choices.
0: And then Rick's face fades and blurs out. They keep doing this thing where they're like blurring out. And I think they're showing just time passing. Because then we see Olivia opening the uh, the inventory again, garage again.
1: Changing and we see the, the exact same again. thing We actually again. thought... I know. I I thought we saw the same sequence Uh, again. I felt a little like I was watching Groundhog Day, didn't you?
0: (laughs) Well, you had the remote, and I thought, what did you do? I thought you had clicked something on the remote, really. And uh, One of the girls said something. What did she say? She said, "Um, was this a a glitch? Was this uh, an error in filming or something? Because it looks so much the same. But this time when Carol's smoking on her front porch, Tobin comes and gives her a kiss. And we do see Carol holding the rosary here. So it's a little bit different at that point. Okay, and then we go to Rosita.
1: Rosita is a little hotty, is she not?
0: Rosita's very, very pretty woman. Man. Yes, she is. She's getting dressed. What did you think about that when it showed? Well, they didn't show it actually there. But what did you think about that when we found out? Who she was with.
1: Um, I thought probably what we, was was shown to us later that he was just a bed warmer. She wasn't really interested in him. He was trying to invite her over for, what, later on for tacos or, or what did he say he was going to make, something he was going to make, and she wasn't interested at all. Remember we were walking up on Denise's porch later.
0: Well, he's a uh, what do they call it a rebound. You can't. Yeah,
1: he's just a bed warmer for her.
0: Yeah, I mean that doesn't mean she can't develop something with Spencer. Yeah, but, she,
1: yeah, but I don't think it's that's that's not her plan. Doesn't seem like it anyway. And we learned that Carol is um, she's pretty unafraid of lung cancer. She's not really worried about those warnings on those cigarettes. Boy, well, she's just putting them away, sitting there chain smoking with her little ashtray on her on her swing set and. Just puffing away.
0: Well, see, this kind of goes back to my thought that I had last week about how interchangeable Car- Carol was with the characters. Remember Molly, the chain smoker? And I think she might have had an effect on Carol even, kind of. Hmm. Remember how she said they were all dead men walking? She goes, I'm a dead woman walking, and that puts us in the same boat, and that was even the title of last week's episode. You have
1: to say it like she did, and that puts us in the same boat. <laughs>
0: That one was a great actress. The one that played Molly. Did you believe her?
1: Yeah, no, no. She looked like some, some of our rough rough yeah. ass old uh, relatives.
0: She looked like somebody you could find here. Yeah. I've met Molly. Down at the Walmart, yeah. working the
1: cash register. Or yeah.
0: anywhere, at the convenience store, at the 7 Eleven, you know, you could have ran into somebody just like Molly.
1: I run into him daily.
0: Well, Daryl's playing with a little army man that he found.
1: In the storage compartment on the motorcycle.
0: Of his motorcycle.
1: His recently recovered motorcycle. Right. Which he's not too happy about it being gone. Ha- having having been gone.
0: What do you think that army man had to do with anything? The old toy in there.
1: I'm um, not sure.
0: But Carol comes up and makes a comment. About him and getting his bike back, and then he asks her for a cigarette, and they discuss the people in the burnt forest taking the bike from him. And Carol, why do you think she said that to Daryl? She said, "Didn't you save them, or something like that? Like, you know, didn't you do the right thing?" Uh, essentially, is how I took it by them.
1: Or didn't you bring that upon yourself? Is kind of.
0: Is that how you took way it?
1: way you could take it, yeah.
0: Well, this is where he says he should have killed them. But what was she asking him?
1: I think she was just um, just covering the irony of it. You know, you save them and they
0: maybe. Well, she looks like she's trying to make up her mind. This is what I made in the notes right here. She's trying to make up her mind about something. She's sitting there, and she just has this like you can just see the gears turning in her head, and she leaves the package. Or maybe you're right.
1: No, that's a good point. Maybe maybe she's sitting there thinking about didn't you save them? Not didn't you save them? Like sarcastic but didn't you save them? You saved them. You chose to save them and not kill them. That's what you did.
0: Like that's a good thing? Like that's
1: a good thing. Like that's is that, like like some kind of justification for her change of heart, right?
0: I'm not sure. I got to tell you. I'm not sure what Carol's trying to do at this point.
1: Well, she's trying to get lung cancer.
0: Well, other than smoking, I'm oh. not sure what she's trying, what's she trying to do with this change? I don't, I don't know that I get it. I feel like...
1: Should have played Tom Petty in the background, do you think? Change of Heart? You mean, you mean to sing a few breaks? I wish you would. Okay.
0: No. I thought this was a really good episode. What did you think about it overall? Yeah, we didn't even I, get into no, that. No, I,
1: I liked the episode. I hated that Denise got... Uh, oh, I steward. did, too, yeah, for a I, I lot like of that.
0: reasons. There's a lot of reasons that I really dislike that. I mean, I guess out of everybody, I don't know. We'll talk about that when we get there. But I really liked the episode, thought it was a good episode. They, they they do things in this show. It's kind of like we were talking about something else earlier, and I said, you know, when things still startle you, you know, once you've been around the block a time or two and you hear a story or something, you're like, I, that just would have never entered my mind. They do things in this show all the time. I mean, while Denise was standing there ranting, I, was, I would have thought a bird would have pooped on her head or anything would have happened, right?
1: Not an arrow in I head. mean, that
0: was just never, never never did it cross my mind.
1: What made it a good show for me is that they've returned to the, the central themes of these, these recent shows are survival. It's a, it's a survival show again. It's not about, uh, it's not a soap opera kind of show that they were kind of going to. You know, the interpersonal stories were the main thing, and the survival was kind of in the background. Now they've got the show set up where it's, again, a survival show, as it should be, you know, a zombie apocalypse. You know, survival should be the central theme, and the soap opera stuff, you know, should be minimal.
0: Yeah, I mean, we could pick it apart. Because no, no,
1: I'm just saying, I'm saying what I like about the show. No, absolutely. I'm going to pick it apart in a
0: minute. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's um it there's a lot in it that's that's frustrating to me. It's frustrating that they expect us to believe that it took Carol all that time to become the warrior and then in just three days or two weeks or three weeks or however long it's been she's suddenly having this huge change of heart. She was able to do... And and I know she's had some big things happen like with Sam dying and, you know, maybe even Carl getting shot and that kind of was her fault because Sam's the one who got that uh, little scuffle started. I I don't think she ever reveled in what she was. I think she... I think
1: she did a little bit, yeah. I I think think she
0: hated it. I think she hated Mm. it. I think she hated how tough she was. I think she hated it when she killed the little girl I think that she hated the whole situation. She hated it. We saw a, a tender moment of her, uh, when, and a, like a like a vulnerable moment when Rick kicked her out. You saw like a vulnerable side talking to him. And she kind of accepted her quote-unquote banishment or whatever it was. And you saw her like that. I don't think, I think she knew she could take care of stuff, but I didn't see that she ever reveled in taking care taking care of it it was just who she was but then it just went too far but they expect us to believe that within just no time she is changing and she's having like this not just a change of heart not just a i don't like this or i'm disgusted by this but a a change of heart to the point of i'm not willing to do this anymore no matter who it hurts or who gets I think killed she
1: got to the point where she was she was telling herself i can't do this anymore
0: okay but then daryl asked her what the saviors did to her and maggie when they had her and she said to us they didn't do anything and i mean they did They did do... I mean, they they kidnapped them. They bound them. They held them hostage in a room. And to her, she viewed that as nothing, I guess. What I I heard was because of what they did to them in return. Because they ended up killing them.
1: I I really didn't get... I mean, I'm glad you're bringing this up, but I didn't get all that out of that interaction.
0: But the scene blurs and fades away, and then we see another day. It's like another day. It starts the same thing over again. And this time when they get to Carol's ashtray, there's a bunch of cigarettes in the ash. So they're showing us that day after day after day, there's kind of like a, what, a mundaneness or a settled inness or...
1: A routine. A,
0: right, a routine and everybody's, I don't know, what are they doing? Are they waiting? Just waiting on the next thing? Then we go to the intro and we come back and what do you think about the zombie who was impaled through his jaw?
1: Well, this didn't look real comfortable, but of course zombies, you know, they don't really have a... A comfort sensation now do they no I think he could have gotten out of that pretty quick
0: well you'd think he would have it would have with that just worn out flesh. you know
1: yeah just torn his jaw that's
0: what I was thinking yeah, yeah, that the weight would've...
1: of his body would have pulled him away from the stick I think yeah so.
0: that he was gonna give But how fun would it have been to play that zombie that thing like caught on your head I don't
1: think that would have been fun at all
0: well I mean it's not actually through his skull
1: yeah,
0: I think but... the, I thought it would have been a fun fun zombie to yeah, play
1: frustrating i'm a zombie i want to be you know trying to i want to bite somebody
0: well then we see spencer and he's puppy dogging rosita like we talked about earlier saying he'll make her his famous beef stroganoff and right she's cold and disinterested and walking away from him and then he asks her what they're doing
1: right (laughs) poor spencer
0: But she says they'll be doing dinner, you know, it's fine, they'll do dinner, it's fine. It's like you said earlier, I don't think she has a lot of interest.
1: I don't think she has any interest in Spencer other than just fill in. That's what I think.
0: Well, he had followed Rosita to to Denise's office, and Denise comes out and... Rosita was going there to tell her about the practice they were going to do, and Denise says that she needs to do something else. She needs to skip the practice. And then we see the conversation with Daryl, where Denise is telling them that she's found this apothecary. She remembers driving past it on her way in from D.C.
1: I've never heard that term apocap apothe- apothe- apocathery before. It's a pharmacy.
0: Um. Yeah. I think it. I think that's what the word. means. Why don't they
1: just say pharmacy?
0: I think it's like maybe the. Well, I don't know.
1: This had place had reading glasses. Is it like an, a, a pharmacy um, with reading glasses? Is it?
0: Well, pharmacies have reading glasses. Okay. Normally, An apocathery is a person who prepared and sold medicines and drugs. That's what it says. It's a term for medical professional who formulates and dispenses uh, stuff to physicians, surgeons, and patients. Okay. So, that's what an uh, apothecary is. It was that and an emporium. So, it was also like a little store, too. But she just saw this on her way in and it dawned on her. It was like in this little strip mall, this little uh, store that had apothecary written on it or in it. And... So she decides that that might be a place that hasn't been looted yet. But they don't want to let her go. Now, what do you think about that? What do you think? Do you think she should have been, she should have went?
1: Well, in retrospect, no, she definitely no, shouldn't have went. but not
0: in retrospect. What um, do you think about it?
1: No, I mean, I wouldn't have wanted to take her. But, I mean, I understand these people are wanting to, to exercise their newfound skills after the, you know, the big zombie, uh, you know, roundup where they killed all those zombies, and everybody was out there learning how to fight. And and uh, you know, uh, Eugene later he's trying to show off his skills with Abraham, and now now Denise wants to go out and develop some skills and put herself at risk and contribute outside those walls. So I understand it, but I wouldn't have wanted to to let her wear her her. Uh, her explorer training wheels on my mission
0: yeah but I think it's beyond that don't you because I think if you're a doctor and you're the only doctor in this area yeah I
1: thought about that too you should you, they it's should irresponsible. Stay. Right. it is yeah
0: I mean you know it's like you said about something last time you know you don't want to be a
1: you don't want to be you don't want to make toys you want to be a dentist
0: right if you're the only one, if you're the only doctor and that that's another thing, shouldn't they be training? Shouldn't there be other people training with her? There it, should have
1: been, but there wasn't and now there's not. Or I don't know, maybe maybe they'll show us somebody that was training with her that they hadn't covered later, I don't know.
0: I would just think in situations like that that you need people learning those kind of skills.
1: I'm sure they'll have somebody step up and take the medic role.
0: That's a big deal role to take. Though. I mean, there's like if but there was somebody's got to take it. If there was 54 people, what do you think the chances are any of them would have been a doctor or anything close to a doctor?
1: I didn't know there would be math on this
0: podcast. Well, but Denise is really insistent. This is one of the things that I thought. I thought it was irresponsible. I don't think you do that. I don't think you say, "Well, I want to go because, like you said, I'm you know I don't want to make toys. I want to be a dentist." And she wants to go out and do the stuff that the other people who are good at it can go do. I understand her wanting to, and I understood her reasons, and I thought the part was played beautifully. But I just thought it was, it's just silly. It's silly for the doctor to go do that kind of stuff yeah, in a that's situation what, like that. I agree. That. We agree. But then we see them in the truck.
1: I've got, okay, i got a problem here with them in the truck. Tell me. We've got Denise trying to show... A guy who, in the in the show, is from Middle Georgia, in the country. He's a country boy from Middle Georgia, and he's grinding the gears on his truck, and Denise is telling him about her dad, who taught her... Her brother. Her brother, her dad, her uncle, her, you know, whatever, who taught her how to drive a truck. And she's trying to tell him, country boy from Middle Georgia, for... For people who don't realize, see, we're only just so you know, we only live about half an hour from Atlanta. We're kind of, you know, we're on the state line, Tennessee, Georgia, and when we are children here, most kids are learning how to ride a bicycle. We are learning how to shift gears, sitting in our daddy's lap, driving one of those old trucks.
0: That was a long time ago. They don't do. I mean, that stuff doesn't go on. I don't think anymore. But
1: oh, oh, I'm sure it does.
0: Well,
1: yes, I'm sure. I'm sure Daryl sit on his Uncle Bubba's lap, and learn how to shift gears. And he didn't need, you know, Denise, Dr. Denise, to
0: yeah, tell him like, how to shift gears. What that, was that? Daryl couldn't, couldn't work a stick. Daryl
1: couldn't. I mean, that's that's ridiculous.
0: We've got an 18-year-old that, that's a little teeny tiny slip of nothing.
1: Daryl drives a Harley with mud tires and shoots a crossbow, and he's in an old Ford truck, and he's grinding the gears. No way. The riders flubbed that one. Well,
0: we've got a daughter, and she's like a little princess girl, you know, really pretty, girly, girly girl. Right, and she'll
1: put you to sleep. Shifting gears, she's so smooth. (laughs) Do you know why? Because she's from... No, because... Because who taught her?
0: Because her daddy taught her. Because
1: her dad taught her how to do
0: that. Yeah, but everybody, almost, don't you think a lot of people here know how to drive stick shift? Denise didn't have a dad like you. That's what the show was about. Oh, really? Yeah, didn't you hear the... Catch the thing she's saying about her mom and dad. No. Okay. Yeah, that it, I didn't catch it the first time. I had to watch it the second time to catch it. Her mom and dad weren't.
1: Her dad couldn't that. drive a stick. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Well, I'm not buying it that that Daryl couldn't drive a stick.
0: Okay, but tell me this. We've kind of talked about this years ago. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast before, but if you're in an end of the world situation. And there's, you know, I mean, the population's dropped off by what? Would you say 90% at this point, give or take? Maybe more? Maybe a lot more? Okay. I would think that the car or the vehicle to human ratio would be... P- tremendous, right? Very different. So than why would day you day. get in
1: a '79 Ford truck that with <laughs> well, a bad geez, transmission? Right. Yeah, to, to decide you're going to drive that somewhere and expect to get back okay?
0: You know, I, I don't thought know, about that myself. I don't know why everybody is not in that yellow Hummer that that drug guy from Better Call Saul, you know, with the the spinners, the spinners on the on tires it, yeah. and and, and uh,
1: leather seats and, and sure. the different.
0: No, you know, I think
1: so too. I thought I'd have a fleet of Hummers.
0: I don't know why they don't have a bunch of really good cars. I know. All they've got is a bunch of old
1: beaters. They're having to change belts and hoses. And, <laughs>
0: right. And, and they're and breaking down. The RV, they won't start. Yeah. Even the RV is like this old car. And, I mean, look, look, i got nothing against old cars at all. I mean, I, you know, but if the vehicle-to-human ratio is that different and they're just free for the picking, you know, why on earth wouldn't you go get something that you can run over? I, I mean, agree. They could have something they could have ran over that tree with. Right? I mean there's stuff with well big that was old... a pretty big
1: tree now, I'm,
0: and I'm exaggerating but you know what I mean stuff that they're going to be able to get around in a whole lot better than old
1: I'd have a couple of tanks I mean I mean how many army reserve centers or or, or you know uh, military reserve centers would there be where they could go get some of this stuff
0: that's pretty interesting I didn't think about that
1: the governor had one
0: yeah I mean was that like the only one sitting around
1: the denise Was it just me, or was she making you nervous sitting there in that truck when they were out there inspecting that tree?
0: No, and it seemed like it took forever. I kept waiting on something to happen, and that was kind of foretelling, I think, of first of her jumpiness and her inability to being inequipped to handle the situation that she was in, that she couldn't even sit there while they're out there doing that. But anyway, they they come to the road, and there's a tree across the road, and evidently this has happened recently, I think they said, and there's a zombie In the tree. So they go out, Rosita kills the zombie, and they've got a, uh, the zombie had like a Ziploc baggie full of liquor bottles, a little airplane liquor bottle. Daryl got them. Stuff. Okay, yeah. And they offer, they don't want to, they've kind of made a pact, it seemed like, between themselves, that they're not going to take this back to the uh, supply. They'll just divide it up there, and Denise said she didn't want any, because... That was her parents' favorite thing. She And that's why it wasn't her favorite thing. Hmm. So we kind of got a little taste of her parents there. And then a little bit later on, she brought up the fact that her parents were on a bender when they picked the names Dennis and Denise for her and her brother.
1: I remember that part now, yeah.
0: That was a little bit sad. They've developed the character, Denise, out of everybody from... Alexandria. I think they probably developed Denise's character. Yeah, well, that makes sense
1: because they wanted to get us in love with her and skewer her in the eye.
0: I told you. I told you it's what they were doing. They're hooking us in so they can gut us when we get there. But this is where she says she's been driving a stick since she was 15 and her brother taught her. But they can't get the truck, they can't move the tree, and they can't get the truck around the tree. They happen to be right at, like, the intersection of a railroad. And Rosita says that if they take the railroad, it'll get them there in half the time. But Daryl won't hear it. And Daryl walks off to take the road.
1: And Denise goes with him.
0: Yeah, Denise follows him. But then Rosita goes off on her own. Yeah, that didn't make any sense at all. Yeah, Irresponsible number two, at least, you know, so far.
1: Yeah, I thought that, too. I made a note. I don't... You know, splitting up like that is not. That's not smart.
0: No, I mean you don't want to do that. I mean, it's, who, a, it's a
1: it's a fact that they're not just encountering undead now. They're encountering uh, live people, which seems
0: to be the big problem now. For a long time, the, the zombies yeah, were the problem, but
1: that's the that's the threat that would piss you off. You know, the zombies and, and the lack of food and the lack of civilization is not enough. You got to have these
0: lack band of internet, of, of
1: marauding savages that, uh, that have just. Lost all kind of all kind of uh, the sense of civilization and are now just impulse
0: following their impulses, yeah, but even they're talking about medicine, denise is what's going to happen when the medicine's gone, what's going to happen when I mean, how many years do you think it would be before there would be no more medicine?
1: Eugene will manufacture some. More
0: Is that medicine. what's going? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Eugene's capable of oh, that. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Eugene, Eugene's a yeah, absolutely.
0: But it just feels like it's kind of like what you said about what they're doing in there. It's almost like they're spinning their wheels, right? The routine and the day to day. They're not doing anything. How do you progress? You know, I mean, you have to find people that are capable of doing that kind of thing. Imagine what it would take if you didn't have somebody left that knew how to do it and how many people would, or what are the chances to manufacture antibiotics?
1: No chance.
0: Yeah, but that, what What about their children? What are their children going to do?
1: The best that they can. It'll be like the old days, like the 1800s where there is no antibiotics eventually.
0: I just think it's time to start trying to, but I guess they can't with all the aggravation that they have to deal with, like what you were talking about, not just the zombies, but now the people. Sure, the live people, yeah. Which has turned out to be the problem. But then we see Eugene and Abraham, and they're walking down an alleyway, and they're talking.
1: Yeah, they were having a little comic relief messing with each other and using all those phrases. uh, Abraham, uh, spill the pintos. Yeah. Spill the beans. And Eugene, I've been chewing the cud. By the way, chewing the cud means Thinking. thinking it over. Pump the brakes, red. Pump the brakes. Hold up. Yep. and And uh, ghosting, ghosting hostels, living and not living. That's what. Um, what's his name said? That's what his skill set was, Abraham. I just thought that their exchange, where they were, they were, they were, just that that banter back and forth was was interesting. Just a couple of guys, just just kind of hanging out
0: well it is interesting because you've got eugene who speaks in eugene speak i don't even know what to call it he's yeah. got his own well, abraham speaking. speaks and then abraham uses his
1: his colorfulness
0: very everything he says is said in a uh he speaks in similes and and metaphors and he's just constantly saying something half the time it's crude and
1: He and Eugene are a perfect pair.
0: (laughs) It was almost a job listening to them talk and deciphering what they were saying. It took a minute to listen to them the way they were speaking. Eugene had a great
1: idea, though, to build bullets there. It's a fantastic idea.
0: It's really a brilliant idea. It was a brilliant idea.
1: Because they could have, like, tons and tons of ammunition.
0: But Eugene is telling Abraham how he is adapting So maybe that's kind of like the central theme of this, right? Maybe we're seeing Carol adapt differently than Eugene. Eugene Evolution,
1: not adapting necessarily, because Carol is is regressing. If you in in a in an apocalyptic situation, if you decide you're gonna you can't kill anymore, you're regressing.
0: Yeah, but she, yeah, I mean, I I do get that, but she also
1: devolving, I
0: would say. But she kind of adapted to the life she portrayed in Alexandria. She kind of adapted back to that.
1: You mean evolved back to it. She, you don't really adapt.
0: Maybe. To... Maybe I'm using the wrong word, I don't know. But Abraham's trying to con or Eugene's trying to convince Abraham that he has reached the second level.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Abraham stops and he looks at him and he tells him to keep telling himself that. And he does right, right. So Eugene tells, tells, tells himself, himself again. that again, and they continue their walk. Daryl and Denise meet up with Rosita, who's uh, made it quicker to the destination, and she's just sitting there, just sitting. Like, I mean, it was not even really in the open. It's like she's sitting with her back to some wooded area, she's just waiting. dangerous. Yeah, she's yeah waiting. but dangerous. Denise asks Rosita who taught her to fight, and I think she does that because Denise is feeling inferior. About her lack of fighting skills and everything, and Rosita said it would just be a name. I can tell long you, list just of names. right, yeah. but it's just
1: eventually yeah. one day it'll be a name and a long list of
0: names. Yeah, she's she's learned a lot. They come up on a building, and it looked and it was locked, and there was like a million bloody or dirty handprints all over the front of that Emporium and apothecary building. Did you know? Oh, I know. That?
1: that means at some point somebody was hiding in there, and the zombies were trying to get in.
0: Well, and we see that in a little bit, don't we?
1: Yeah, that's sad.
0: Well, Daryl prized the door. He's prizing the door open. And we go back to Eugene and Abraham. And Eugene has his little lock lock thing. So I think it's kind of comparing and contrasting these two things, too.
1: Easy peasy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But it's pretty cool. He's found this machinery shop.
1: Well, we find out later that uh, they filmed it in a uh,
0: Georgia Tech 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 machine shop. Oh, look. College On the campus, campus yeah, and that's pretty cool.
1: They should get that place cleaned up.
0: <laughs> but Eugene thinks in this machinery building that he can make bullets from scratch, and Abraham is
1: just—he's yeah, he's impressed. He's, impressed. he's yeah, so he's,
0: impressed. He's kind of like you know puffed up with pride for Eugene. What? Because they're talking about how ammunition's currency.
1: It is currency, but it's also uh, it's essential to to defending yourself, especially as we've mentioned a hundred times already, with all these these bands of, of people out there who are you know, with bloodlust.
0: Right. Eugene's saying that they should talk with Rick and Olivia and find out what's needed. You know, which ones are used the most and what's needed and what would trade better and all that kind of stuff. And Abraham's like, Excuse me, kind sir, while I go kill this molten headed zombie that's right behind you. Right. And
1: um, and we find out
0: Eugene
1: calls Dibs. Eugene called Dibs, and Dibs is
0: you can't important. Mess with it. You can't mess with Dibs. It's
1: like calling shotgun. You it know, is. When you're getting ready to get in somebody's car, and you're a kid, and you want to sit up front, and you call shotgun. You get to sit in the right front seat. This is the way it works. I called shotgun.
0: Okay, but but how how far does the respect for dibs go
1: i guess just to the point where you're just about to get your face eaten right. by the zombie and you you've demonstrated that you cannot handle this particular zombie but it's funny this zombie has uh, something you know had molten uh, metal at some point poured on his head and now he's got this helmet attached to him <laughs> and and eugene can't penetrate it and he can't reach for the rebar stick that he's gonna he's gonna poke him abraham just finally has enough and and sticks it through, uh, you know, the lower part of his head up through his head, and then Eugene tells us later in Talking Dead that uh, this guy had had been killed like seventeen times already.
0: Right. This is one of their recurring zombies. And
1: he's a players. very enthusiastic zombie. He yep. actually tries very hard to bite you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He said he makes you work for the kill when you're doing it. Yeah. But couldn't Abraham in his in his Quest to further Eugene's feeling of empowerment. Couldn't he have handed him the rebar? I mean, it was like four inches out of Eugene's reach, right? Couldn't he have just handed it to him and like he could? Have, he
1: was just tired of watching it. Yeah, I mean, he just and really think, Eugene should have turned around and said, "Hey man, thanks."
0: That's what I was going to say about it because in these situations, I mean, we've seen situations where Rex needed somebody to come up behind him and kill the zombie. Carol's needed somebody to come up behind her. I don't know of any of them that have not at some point needed help. Right. And this guy did have a metal helmet it glued was, to his head. I think.
1: I think the significance of this zombie was that Eugene wanted to spread his wings and fly. He wanted to demonstrate that he could take care of himself. And that's what pissed him off.
0: Right. But, again, recklessness, irresponsibility. Because, of course, you want to. But if you're if you get down, so then should allow we name somebody, the episode
1: twice as reckless instead of maybe, twice as much? Maybe,
0: maybe yeah. because this is another instance where that's ridiculous. I mean, come on, he's fighting yeah, it, it, and, yeah, and yeah. Abraham comes up and does what Abraham does. And if Abraham had been in that situation, Eugene could have come up and pierced the 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 zombie while Abraham was holding it. It was a team effort at at best. I don't know. Is that a guy thing? Is it just a guy thing that? You know, I've got to do it myself and you I know
1: I just think that's a human thing when you wanna you wanna show that you you can do something and, and you it's important that you want somebody else to see that you can do it. And I think it it's um it hurts your feelings a little bit when you can't do it in front of somebody and they do it for you. So you're you turn your anger on them. I think that's what this was.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. But then Eugene hurt Abraham's feelings. Boy,
1: he sure did on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh and he just stood there all all bucked up. That was funny. Your services are no longer needed.
0: Eugene tells Abraham that plain and honest, you have outlived your usefulness to me. Plain I mean, and honest. He just and it hurts his feelings. Abraham looks like Eugene's like slapped him with a glove or something, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean it hurts his feelings, so he's like
1: That was a pretty good that was a pretty good exchange there. Was
0: that fine. was it was a good exchange, but Abraham then Reckless, careless, stupid. Those guys reason. have had good
1: chemistry since day one, since they showed up.
0: Yeah, they really have. They really have because at the time, we thought Eugene was the scientist that was going to change or, you know, might get the cure yeah, or the whatever. Cure, yeah, the yeah. cure.
1: He's going to Washington to cure them. Right. And then plague.
0: Abraham found out that that's no, that wasn't oh, the Oh, and he
1: hated him for a long time. Right. He wanted to kill him.
0: And but But he still protected him. And you know, allowed him to come along and they've made it to Alexandria and they've been through terminus and everything and Abraham leaves Eugene there saying he's going and Eugene has to find his own way home and that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You don't separate in this, you don't you don't let your emotion get in the way. We find out he didn't. He didn't let his emotion get in the way. But he acted like he was going to and he left it, and he's like, Find your own way back, you know. That was funny. So then we go to commercial and we come back and we're with Daryl, Rosita, and Denise inside that murky, dusty strip mall store. Yeah,
1: and that always makes you nervous when they're in those,
0: those, dark. Yeah,
1: those dark buildings.
0: But it's like we talked about, aren't you glad they're showing them dark? There for a long time they'd go inside a building and it'd be like bright daylight with no electricity in the building. And there's like, no, it ain't going to be this light in here. And That's probably how it would look. You could see the dust flying through the room and all the knickknacks and stuff in there and um, they're using flashlights so all that stuff's amplified but it's
1: automatic you don't have to be in a zombie apocalypse to be a little afraid to be in a powerless building in the middle of the day with no light
0: well sure but they come upon the pharmacy part of the place but they've got the metal pulled down and so daryl's trying to pry it up and he gets it up and it's completely stocked with meds nothing's been touched it doesn't look like it's a whole lot but it's a lot it's
1: a lot of stuff there's a lot of medicines there and then Denise wants him to put it on the counter, and she can decide which ones to take. Daryl says she's gonna take all of it.
0: Right, right. And that's why smart he and, thing to do. He and Rosita just jump back there and start start to gather. I hear
1: the thump, thump, thump. thump. Yeah.
0: And but, here goes Denise.
1: Yeah, but see, now this is this is to your point. This reckless uh, sub theme. It's ridiculous. I don't think in a million years somebody that's been out on her own for twenty minutes. And wants to prove herself is going to go walking around in the dark with a flashlight and a machete and go away from her protection in a
0: building, and just open door, wander,
1: wander away. There could have been any number of zombies back there, but of course she goes back there and she opens it up and she finds and the
0: what a sad know, situation that, a, that was. You know, was
1: that a leg upside down in the? Was it like a kid upside down? That was a shoe sticking up or just a a shoe floating there?
0: I don't know. Well. I don't know. Either what way it the
1: zombie that had been on the floor had been there for a long time. Right. And it was the cast. Right. Thump, thump, thumping. I thought for a minute Denise was gonna like, you know, go to Doctor Denise mode and maybe change the cast for the zombie or something.
0: Yeah, I kinda say it's probably healed by now and take it off or whatever. That was a
1: that was a severely decomposed zombie. Yeah. That was really interesting, these um scenarios they come up for the what these it's, it's the situations that these zombies get themselves in. You know, the, the one with the molten uh, metal right. poured on its head. Yeah,
0: they're the, really getting creative with that, aren't yeah, they?
1: Yeah, sometimes a little too creative. And
0: oh, I don't think so. I'd, I love this because there would be the occasional something occasional, that you Occasional.
1: Occasional. Not every time. And not one after the other. I mean, yeah, but
0: they show us them I mean, proportionally. For every
1: You know, 500 normal zombies, we could have somebody, maybe a molten head zombie or a zombie with a...
0: I love it. I love it. I want to see more of it because that's the coolest stuff ever. But it was such a sad situation. Did you, like, form the story in your mind... Of what happened? Yeah, all
1: the zombies were outside trying to get in, and the woman was back there with the
0: With the, the baby. Child,
1: child that was real loud, obviously, because she kept writing, hush, hush, hush.
0: And so that was creating more zombies and coming also if, toward them. if you'll
1: remember, when Morgan was losing his mind the first time in... Um, previous season he was riding all over the walls remember
0: yeah he did didn't he that's yeah. interesting so that
1: lady had lost her mind and she was there in the dark in the dark remember there's no light in there Writing hush 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 i guess long after the baby had died and um
0: was it was it after the because see i didn't know well so okay. the baby
1: didn't look really old enough to read so i don't think it was written and i don't think there's enough light if the baby could read to read the hush, 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 No, I don't so, think
0: the baby was reading it. That's not what I'm saying, Smarty. I like, think
1: while while the zombies were outside beating on the door and the baby was screaming, she was writing hush as well as saying it. I don't think she's going to take her time to do that.
0: Well, what do you think?
1: I think after the baby died, she was... Did um, the
0: baby die? See, I don't... Maybe I don't, she killed it. That's why I don't know quiet. what happened to the baby. I don't know. I, I had a couple different images in my mind because this is how my mind worse she was back there with the baby she was literally starving to death right in this room because I mean how much food could they have had in this place and you could see all the zombies outside because she's totally decomposed right she's so maybe she was very emaciated ahead of time because she was starving to death and maybe she died and then she hurt the baby and she was saying hush, hush, because she wanted the baby to hush so they could get out of there. But she was doing that when she's obviously still cognizant. But maybe she got a hold of the baby. Or maybe it, the baby, the, the shoe looks like it was in a sink. Yeah. A bloody a, sink. And it yeah. looked like there was a bone. I It looked like not a leg, but a bone. Now, I don't know how long they've been there, and she was decomposed and all that.
1: It's like a drumstick effect?
0: It, I, I can't do that about the baby. I can't. But.
1: Well, it wasn't really a baby. It was kind of a toddler, right? I mean, let's just, you know.
0: Did she drown the baby? Hey,
1: that kid wouldn't shut up. She told it and told it. Or did
0: she turn into a zombie and...
1: And eat the baby? I don't know. Because
0: she could have died.
1: It could have happened in many, many number of of ways. That
0: was horrifying.
1: Any number of
0: ways. And Denise seeing that as her, uh, on on her voyage, her maiden voyage out of Alexandria, that's uh, pretty harsh seen to come upon
1: i think denise had a realization moment when they got back outside and she's sitting on the sidewalk how ill-equipped she was to be there
0: yeah well i mean they even pointed out they said we kind of told you you know you shouldn't have come on this because Just what crying. she had
1: seen and what right. what, what she experienced and the the overall experience
0: but then we got daryl and he's trying to be nice to her to her you see him walking headed out and so, or that's how I took it. He's trying to take her mind off the stuff she's seen. He starts asking her about her brother that she was talking about earlier. And this is where she said that he was six minutes older than her. That, um, so we know that Denise was a twin. And this is where she says he was, uh, brave and reckless. Well, she you
1: notice they took the tracks back, too?
0: Well, yeah, but not, yeah, yeah, they absolutely did. But, um... But this is where Daryl brings up Merle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because she says he was brave, and, but but he was angry. He was brave, and, you know, I don't remember the word. She used. brave and whatever, but he was angry. And Daryl and said that sounds like his brother. And then they come up on the tracks, and Daryl says, this way is faster, right? And I think that was his nod to Rosita, like, okay, we'll do it your way think he was trying to be, didn't you? Or, did yeah, or you he
1: could have said, well, you know, she made it, so let's go on back this way.
0: Well, they're walking back down the tracks, and Denise wanders off the path again to a car uh, that no, has a cooler in Reckless cooler. again. Well, yep. first of all, it was kind of reckless for Daryl to take this way. Daryl knew better. He knew better. His instinct told him different on the way, and now he's going back. He knows there's, uh, would it be marauders? Is that the right word or worse? No, that would have been.
1: Woods? That's inaccurate term, I think.
0: And um, so his instinct told him different, but on the way back, he goes against his instinct, I would assume, and does this. and um, To
1: Denise's peril.
0: To Denise's peril. Do you think that Dwight and the Saviors would have come after them on the road, do though? Do
1: we know that Dwight is attached to the Saviors? We do. We do.
0: We do, because... Dwight took the the bike. They found the bike at the Savior camp. Ah,
1: that's, yes. Very good.
0: Thank you.
1: Or the Saviors could have encountered Dwight and took the bike away from him.
0: They could have, but Dwight had so many people around him that...
1: Yeah, but he was in charge of a group. And remember, he was kind of like a fugitive from the, this larger group before, if that was the Savior. So I don't know if he would have worked his way back into a leadership role so soon. You know what I mean?
0: Well, maybe they, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that was the Savior's group that he was with.
1: Okay, well, Because he also we'll see. brought
0: up that that's what they do. But Denise wanders off the path again, and she goes to a car. She finds a cooler in a car.
1: Cooler a car. There's a zombie in a car. And she wants
0: it. But Daryl and Rosita say they got what they came for, and they keep walking. But
1: she goes around she's goes anyway. got something
0: to prove, right? It's like she's going to keep putting herself in these situations until she's able to do something that makes herself feel better. And I kept waiting on her to die because of that, like time yeah. and again. Yeah. Yeah. So, she goes to the passenger side of the car, grabs the cooler, wrestles with the zombie. The zombie's on top of her, then she's on top of the zombie. I don't know if you noticed all that, but it was like, it was, I don't know if I've ever seen a zombie, like, you know. She
1: stops Daryl from killing it and says, no, no. And
0: which which mirrors what we saw with. with Eugene.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but she's successful. And then she gets in the cooler and finds the da the orange crush, soda yeah. she wants to take to her girlfriend.
0: And she swaggers a little bit, she puffs her chest out and kinda of swaggers around, she looks awful proud, and then promptly vomits all over her eyeglasses. Oatmeal. Yep. Um and then Daryl starts scolding her, Daryl and Rosita do. I know,
1: y'all you all this for died. two sodas, and she goes, Nope, just this one.
0: And then she turns on them, and she's like, you know, she really starts giving them peace of her mind, right?
1: She's giving them a lecture, and then that's when she gets the arrow through the eye.
0: She says she's scared uh, that she was, but the stuff that she says is kind of important. She says that she was scared to go with Tara, and that's why she's out here doing what she's doing, because she's tired of being afraid. And... That's why she didn't tell Tara she loved her. And she's just like regurgitating all of this pent up, you know, this is what's wrong with me. This is my stuff. And she's going on with this huge tirade. And then the arrow out of nowhere is shot through her eye. And how creepy, how creepy was the fact that she kept talking. She said like three or four words after the arrow was in her head.
1: I wonder how true to life that was.
0: I don't know. I read some story one time. Do they do
1: research like on hamsters?
0: No, but but it's supposed to be a true story. I can't remember. If I can find the the place where I found it, I will link to it in, this, um, in the show notes of this. And if not, I'll probably cut it out because I don't want to put it on here if it's not true. But... When they used to uh, use guillotines and cut people's heads off. Oh yeah,
1: eyes would blink and they'd have some 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 yeah.
0: People who would say that they would do that continue to blink their eyes afterward and for a while. I mean, I don't remember how long. Do you did you hear that too?
1: Yeah, I've heard that.
0: Yeah. So after the head was actually severed from the body, the eyes would continue to blink. Because that's what the person was doing. The
1: brain hadn't died yet.
0: Wow. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. That's some crazy... So maybe, maybe that is uh, true. Well, she depending took a on, shot
1: through the brain. Though.
0: Depending on what part of the brain it hit, though, I mean, I would think that it's yeah. a possibility, at least. You're
1: right, though. It was creepy.
0: It was very creepy. But, right. now, this is where Daryl and Rosita, they, of course, they pulled their guns. And, man, they got some ammunition on them, don't they? That
1: was a big loss for the compound, like you said earlier. That was a... Huge loss to have her lost. Him.
0: A huge, huge, huge loss. I mean, that was their doctor. And besides that, it's Denise, right? I mean, we like Denise.
1: I know. And, you know, again, you go through all that stuff. You fight all these zombies, zombies with with, with helmets and zombies uh, with... Um, uh, you know, in cars, guarding coolers, and zombies with a cast, you know, that chewing on baby's legs, and you, you go through all these zombies, all these zombies, and then, and then, l- you have to deal with living people attacking you on top of that.
0: And they're, they're that's not the worst that's so far. That's what
1: would make me. I would have to go sociopath. I would just, I would just, I would be done. I would, I would probably be more after the living. Than I would the dead.
0: Well, it seems like that's what it's turned into on the show now, right? I mean, they, that just
1: makes sense.
0: They let the dead stay skewered on a stick and walk past them and ignore them.
1: It makes you wonder what would happen if an EMP were detonated and we had like a, a, a not a situation, of course, without zombies, but with no electricity and 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 no. And we're
0: put in that kind of stressful situation. Infrastructure
1: and food running out. What? How people would behave, like, almost immediately.
0: Right, where, well, I mean, this isn't almost immediately. No, but then
1: over time, it would just get worse.
0: Well, there's a lot of uh, studies and uh, theories that say that if something like an EMP happened, like a serious EMP that knocked everything out over the whole United States, and by EMP, we're talking about electromagnetic pulse. Um, If anybody wants to look that up, if they don't understand what we're talking about. I think, was it Ted Koppel that recently wrote a book it's not just something that's so obscure that it's just, you know, from the people who wear the in aluminum foil hat. Hats. But, <laughs> um, but they say that within like a year's time that something like 90% of the population would be gone. What would be left? And would it be the strong, the brutal survive in a situation like that? And what would you... You know, how how would you adapt and change to situations like that? Well, the
1: brutal, who had tendencies to be brutal, would just, just exercise those tendencies. Those that didn't evolve into brutality would eventually be killed.
0: But they pull out the guns, Daryl and Rosita, and they uh, start to fire upon them, but they don't. Because they see more and more. There's more people coming out of the woods. It ends up being... Um,
1: oh, yeah. They're vastly outnumbered.
0: Yeah. Did you count them? I tried to count mm-hmm. them. And I got like 13 of them. Yeah, that's them.
1: too many for two.
0: Plus, they had Eugene hostage. Right. So they had like... that, And then we find out... Oh, my gosh. We find out that the arrow through Denise's skull is from Daryl's damn crossbow.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I he's mean, really pissed off that he didn't kill kick it.
0: Kick in yeah. the teeth. This
1: is this is why he's so now he was pissed off before. This is now why he's obsessed.
0: Yeah, and I think we're, we might be going to see that in upcoming episode. But we go to a commercial, we come back, and this is where there's just a bunch of them. They're still walking out of the woods. It's so many of them, and it's the guy from. The guy from the Burnt Woods that took Daryl's bike is the one that actually shot Denise.
1: With Daryl's crossbow. With
0: Daryl's crossbow. He wasn't even aiming at her. Yeah.
1: Still getting the hang of it. He's making jokes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. While well, your friend, you know, the person that you're kind of charged yourself to protect. Did
1: you notice that they messed up Eugene's hair? That was a big problem.
0: <gasps> did, well, that's why it was so... You you saw what, he what, saw what measures he, Eugene he was go saw to. what he
1: did. Yeah. He... He diverted his attention with, when you uh, mess
0: up Eugene's Abraham hair. You're asking for it. Eugene will bite you in the crotch.
1: On yeah, what's that? What was that dude? Dwight. Dwight. Yeah.
0: Okay, what do you think happened to Dwight? Because Dwight hasn't had the easiest time. That's a severe burn.
1: Maybe they tortured him when he when they recovered him. Remember when they finally got him back because he had escaped. Remember he and that girl. Yeah. They had escaped. But but Daryl definitely. Should have killed Dwight. Well,
0: Daryl says it. He tells him. He says it, and Dwight didn't hear him, and Daryl just stands there, and Dwight says, no, I want to know what you said, essentially, and Daryl tells him. He says, I should have killed you, and that's when um, Dwight says, so that begs the question, who brought this on who?
1: Oh, I know. I know. Dwight's just making it hard on Dwight later
0: on. Yeah, but what a great question for this episode. Who brought this on who? with Carol and everything she's thinking of, you know? Who brought yeah. this on who? I thought Dwight, he might win for, for Statement of the Week.
1: Best line in a really? zombie apocalypse.
0: Because who brought this on? Did Daryl bring it on by not killing him, by not knowing when uh, when to act harshly with these people? I think,
1: I think Pump the brakes Red was really well, the best. the best one.
0: I like that one. Yeah, spill the pentos.
1: Spill the pentos. Yeah,
0: that was another good one. Um, But Denise wasn't even who he was aiming for, so what he was saying was he's aiming for Daryl, right? Or Rosita. Probably Daryl, because they kind of had that animosity toward one another, I would think. And plus, I would also think if you're going to kill somebody in a group, you're going to kill the strongest, See, this guy,
1: he should die. He he has no reason to have any animosity toward Daryl. Daryl saved his ass in the woods.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All Daryl did was remember Daryl, you know, to his peril, came back to help them. Remember
0: to yes. bring up to
1: bring them the insulin. Yes. and then helped them survive the, uh, the the search party. Yep. And and so Daryl Daryl's should Daryl is rightly done with Dwight. Anyways.
0: Yeah, but I wonder what else Daryl's done with. Because remember there for a while, Daryl was like, um, I want to go out and find people and bring them back. Yeah,
1: but, okay, so Daryl, I know, but Daryl's a badass, but you know what? The writers might have him planting daisies, being Mr. Uh,
0: Please don't do that to Daryl. I would rather, and I might, I might regret saying this, I'd rather see Daryl get bit in the face, in his beautiful face, than to see Daryl turn into someone who can't stomach. killing. You're right. Right. I mean, I don't want to see. I don't want to see Daryl go down that. We've seen Rick kinda go down that path. And Rick I, came back. Rick came back. Morgan's gone down the Morgan, path. Morgan.
1: Oh my God. Morgan's. Morgan. He's
0: wandered. Yeah. He's wandering. <sighs> Carol is down the path. She's down the path. But now Carol will do it it's when funny, push some comes
1: of to them shove. Are, some of them are. Are are. Reeling it in, and some of them are casting it out there, you know. Because you see, well,
0: they're in different stages. You see stages.
1: Denise and Eugene, you know, getting getting out there and getting getting in it, right? And you see some of them pulling it back, right? But you're right. If if Daryl starts pulling it back, um,
0: no, yeah, that wouldn't be good. No, Daryl doesn't need to do that for the show. This is where Dwight t- he he doesn't give them really any option other than to fight because he says he's going to take them back to Alexandria. They're going to give him everything he wants, and then he's going to take people with take him people as well. I mean, this is not even just a, I'm going to steal your stuff. It's not even just, a, I'm going to leave you with nothing and let you start again. This is a, I'm going to take your people, essentially. How about
1: how about Eugene, though, taking on the initiative role?
0: I know. And turning
1: around and just getting it done. He, came, he formulated a little half-assed plan, even, and executed it. Hey, look over there.
0: What a plan.
1: Where, I mean, where, where was he
0: thinking? Chomp. Well, first of all, we have to point out that Abraham was there. He did not leave Eugene alone. So high five to Abraham because even though he threatened, he didn't. No. He was following. He saw what happened. Whether Eugene might have got picked off in the machine shop or wherever he got kidnapped, Abraham... Stuck with him. Right. He did handle it. So, I'm glad he didn't actually fall through with his plan to learn his threat.
1: I mean, Abraham lives with this stuff, though.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. He does. But Eugene pointing him out was brilliant. Because he pointed him, like, over there. And Abraham had already, like, moved Moved. to another spot. So, they went over there looking for that. And then Abraham was able to take a couple of them out. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into, like, a firing, throat-slitting bloodbath.
1: Yeah, back and forth, a big crossfire that Eugene and Dwight were caught in.
0: And Eugene, I mean, he just, like, turns around and lunges for Dwight's crotch and bites him and won't let go. He is a snapping He's turtle. He's a
1: snapping here in the South. And if Jamie, <laughs> if Jamie, your friend, is listening to this, she lives in Atlanta, I'm sure she knows what a snapping turtle is. Snapping turtle, uh, and the, the the legend is that a snapping turtle will only let go when the thunder claps. If a snapping turtle's got you, that's what we used to tell each other when we were kids. We were playing in the creek as children. That's right. We played in the creek.
0: It was probably a ditch.
1: We were playing. It was a wide river.
0: We played in a ditch. We didn't it have a... It was a, a wide river water.
1: with rapids. And anyways... <laughs> we would say oh, snapping turtle and you know we say, be careful don't get near the snapping turtle because if the snapping turtle gets a hold of your finger it won't let go until the sun- thunder sounds and you thought, wow, you know, it's, it's not even cloudy, so I might have to wait a couple of weeks for the snapping turtle to let go. You
0: never know. Whatever. Well, you know,
1: when you were a kid, you'd picture yourself, you know, having a, you know, you at the supper table got the snapping turtle attached,
0: and, and it's hurting, taking and a bath, and report. the snapping turtle won't let go. You're in school.
1: You're in school. Everybody's patting your snapping yeah. turtle. You're sitting in church, and the snapping turtle yeah. there. And then, of course, it starts raining, and the thunder goes, and the snapping turtle turns loose and it <laughs> crawls off.
0: <laughs> You know, when I was growing up, we had this turtle that would—I swear—it sounds like a, it sounds—it sounds like I'm lying—but there was this turtle, and what are you laughing at?
1: Here, you're, you're going to start telling on yourself in a minute.
0: No, there was a turtle, and it would like walk down the street. It was this turtle, and it would walk up and down street. Remember in in Flagler Beach, the turtle that would walk. We had one a of the badass
1: turtle with an ankle bracelet living. and a knife in its mouth. <laughs>
0: I'm not kidding. Listen, we had this turtle, and it would walk up and down the street. So somebody, one of the kids, wanted to find out if when it latched on, if it would actually turn loose, right? Because, you know, it's like a big deal. So somebody went in the house and got a potato and put this potato. I don't know why. I mean, does a turtle even eat a potato? You
1: tell me. I'm waiting for the end of the story.
0: (laughs) But they put this potato in front because it was a big turtle. I mean, it was big to me. It was probably, you know, the size of like a, you know, grapefruit or something but to me it was huge because i was a little kid and they put this potato in front of it and this turtle snapped down on this potato and so all the kids are sitting there and we're just and it didn't bite it didn't chew it it just clamped on the potato right Mm -hmm. and would not let go, and you know we walked and followed the the turtle till the street lights came on. That meant it was time to go home. But the turtle walked; it was a you know a long time, and the turtle had this potato in its mouth, and it did not let go. But it didn't thunder. Did it show so back up the
1: next day with the potato? No,
0: I don't remember seeing the the turtle after that. So
1: came back with some fries, maybe.
0: Maybe he went home and sauteed it, diced it up. That's a true story, though.
1: Okay, I believe you. I have no reason to doubt you. Okay. Glad you spilled the pintos on that one.
0: <laughs> but everyone's firing, and Dwight starts yelling at them to fall back because his guys are getting killed. Yeah, Dwight's
1: clearly in charge. That yeah, was surprising is. to me.
0: Well, and then he turns around, and he fires two A deliberate shots. shots. Yep. Right.
1: And he hits... Uh, he hits Eugene with at least one of them, we find out.
0: Right. I mean, I thought he'd killed Eugene. In that Because, I mean, Eugene, poor Eugene, he's tied up out there. Now, while this is going on and everything's moving in slow motion and they're getting uh, Eugene up, they go to him and see that he's been hit. And it looks like a gut shot at mm-hmm. that point. But then we go to commercial and we come back and we're back in Alexandria and we see that the bullet just grazed
1: Thankfully. Eugene.
0: right, And that Denise... Going there, leading them there, getting these antibiotics, is what saved Eugene. Right. And Eugene tells Abraham that he wasn't trying to kill him. He was looking for his moment. And then Abraham apologizes.
1: Eugene demands it again.
0: And But he does. And he welcomes him to stage two. Yeah. And Eugene says he's been there for a while. No need for the welcome. So I think Eugene has, don't you think, moved up?
1: Yeah. I think so.
0: Any man who's willing to go to that extreme? Boy.
1: That's the most effective thing he could have done.
0: Can you really, like, like, turn around and latch on to somebody like that? I
1: mean, I... Is that
0: possible, you think? I can't. I would picture Dwight, like... I mean, wouldn't Dwight have been trying to make him stop? Um, or would you not hit him because that would hurt you? I I
1: don't I don't I, I think I don't Or would know. you
0: like stick an arrow through his skull?
1: I've never been in that situation.
0: Okay. Abraham is standing on Sasha's stoop. He's standing outside her he sure is. house and uh she comes out and asks if he's okay that she just heard what he's been through and everything and Abraham says that she told him he had choices. And she has choices, too. And he says they could have 30 years left. And even that would be too short Mm -hmm. of a time. Yep. Aw. I know it. Abraham.
1: Abraham's gotten all...
0: He's trying. He's
1: quite the wordsmith, he is.
0: And can we just say, can we just say, I'm going to give some big, big props to Rosita. Rosita. Because Rosita had a some type of an automatic weapon in her hand, and you'd, uh, Abraham was out there.
1: And it would have been pretty easy, yeah.
0: <laughs> and, you know. Well, and she
1: picked that one guy off that was about to shoot. Abraham had flanked him. Yep. And they gave each other, uh, they acknowledged each That's other. That's right. So they're clearly over, or she's clearly over any kind of uh, hate or, 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 you know, wanting him dead if she ever had that.
0: <laughs> that was... Um, Of all the people that you would want to have to protect you at that moment, probably not the person that you just broke their heart a couple days ahead of time. That's not the person
1: you would want to count on in a jugular situation, no.
0: But Sasha invites him in, so... We guess we know where that's going. Then they're burying Denise, so we found out that they went back and got Denise. I mean, I'm sure.
1: Can you imagine Daryl's rage having to take that arrow out of Denise's head?
0: His arrow, we assume, right? Yeah. And this is where we see that she had picked up a keychain. She was looking at the keychains, and we saw it in her hand, and it said yeah. Dennis, which we found out, you know, was her brother. That's just.
1: Well, I thought it said Denise. No,
0: it said Dennis. Okay. So she picked up a dentist, I think, think that's what I read. She picked up a dentist keychain. But Daryl and Carol are burying her, and uh, Daryl takes out one of those little teeny airline bottles of alcohol and takes a swig. A swig?
1: I think he killed it.
0: Well, I mean, that's still just a swig. It's not a lot. But Hmm. Carol.
1: See, see, she's from the South.
0: You see that? (laughs) But Carol stands and she watches him for a moment and then tells him he was right and she knew it when he said it. Now, what does that mean?
1: Um, that
0: he should have killed him? Is that what she's talking about? What else is she talking about? That was the last thing they said together.
1: That would have to be it. Unless it's just referring to another statement. And I'm
0: then we hear of... Tobin reading the letter that Dear she John left.
1: Tobin got a Dear Tobin letter.
0: Yep. And Carol irresponsible, again, has decided I'm going to leave.
1: So who do we hate because of this?
0: Well, I know who you're going to say. You're going to say Morgan. Because
1: he planted this stupid idea in Carol. He demonstrated this. He made her start meditating on it. And so she finally caught his sickness Morgan is,
0: came in with the meditation, with the, uh, yeah,
1: Morgan. With the no-kill I, I hate virus. Him. I hate him even worse. It makes me hate him even worse. He infected Carol is what he did with his stupid notion.
0: I don't think it was just Morgan.
1: It was Morgan.
0: No, it was Morgan. Morgan
1: was, must die.
0: It was Morgan. It was the wolf.
1: I'm going to give a zombie 100 bucks to buy Morgan. <laughs> I'm going to go find that guy with that's, you know... Tell him I really want him to bite Morgan, you know, the guy who's who's the, the zombie extra that's been in 17. Oh, the one that, yeah. yeah. I'll say, look, when you get a chance, take Morgan out.
0: But Carol has left a note for Morgan. I mean, Carol has left a note for Tobin saying that she can't do this anymore. I can't love anymore because I can't kill for people I love so, uh, I'm going like I always should have. Don't come after me. Um What do you think about her just leaving I think
1: she's a drama queen. I think they should this let is her go. Carol Carol's
0: not the drama queen.
1: Let her go. She should have taken Morgan with her.
0: Carol's not a drama queen. I don't I don't like this part. I
1: don't either and I
0: don't like her. They don't need this with everything else they've got going on and with the Don't potential. you think it's a little
1: unrealistic, though, I mean, really, in a survival situation that you would evolve that way? I mean, things are only getting worse, and okay. you're getting more touchy-feely. Okay. Does that make any sense?
0: I'm going to agree with you, but I'm going to tell you, these are the people who are on juries. These are the people <laughs> who are voting. I'm not totally surprised because... You never know what people are going to do. You, but this transition with Carol, I'm just not—I'm just not happy with. I'm not happy with it.
1: Do you know what this is? It's the sound of my notes.
0: Is that what it is? Do you know why? Tell me.
1: We're at the end.
0: We are at the end. Um, we see Morgan stopping and looking in the distance. In the background, they're transporting the guns down the road as if. Uh, were they just inventorying them and then moving them to the... I, I, I
1: don't know if they're
0: armoring, inventorying
1: them or, or... Or are
0: they preparing? Because they know now that Dwight and like five or six of them got away at least. The, so they know where they are.
1: Those guns, that that was not the, the complement of guns that they had uh, at the... At, at Alexandria, so I'm thinking that those were the guns. Maybe that they took off the dead guys.
0: Really, that was a lot of guns. I, well, that was There were, ther- cars there were thirteen guys. Guns.
1: So if I mean that was like eight, you know, eight or nine guns with with all that ammunition in their backpacks and stuff.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if they were just um, because they brought the rest
1: of the stuff back. You know, the drugs.
0: And they were taking it to. It was in the. Inventory pantry. room, right? So, the pantry for so the inventory They're moving it
1: thing. down toward the armory. armory. Previews for next week show that that Daryl is, to me, I think they're showing that Daryl's on a mission to take out Darryl's Dwight.
0: Daryl's lost his mind. Yeah.
1: Daryl's headed to get Dwight because, in Daryl's mind.
0: Is he? Is it to get Dwight or is it to find Carol?
1: No, 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 no. You don't no. think it has anything to no, do with Carol? No, it has Carol? nothing to do with Carol. Okay. He, goes, he goes after Dwight. I'm, okay. here, I'm, I'm convinced. If he, we if tried Carol, to go
0: after him right then. He tried to yeah. take off running after him right then. But Daryl's got his crossbow back, Mike.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like that.
1: Got his motorcycle and his crossbow back.
0: There's no stopping Daryl. I mm-hmm. hope. Yeah, we hope. But next week, we see that Rick's asking about Carol... Daryl's going after somebody. Dwight, I said think. Carol? Question mark. But you think Dwight? Well, like, yeah, I, I actually put or Dwight.
1: Michonne, in the in the preview for next week finds his bike hidden under some under some brush where he's hidden it beside the tracks. I think right at the point where at the at the location where Dwight and everybody took off where they had the gunfight. Through the fight. woods, and you see Dwight running through that same tall grass that those guys were were egressing through to get away.
0: And Daryl's a tracker. We and Daryl's a
1: tracker. So I think I think he's he's on his way after Dwight. But it's almost predictable, you know. They'll get, he'll get he'll get captured and the the no, gang will come save him that. and then they'll you know, all go back. You we have by.
0: two episodes left is all. We have two left of the season. That's I don't know what all is going to happen. But I did make a note at the end of this even though I really like it, I think Walking Dead has really upped their game from last season, don't you think? I mean, this is like just, this is crazy stuff, right? I mean, as far as every episode now is something that kind of takes your breath away and is really good. Yeah,
1: it's much less like a soap mm-hmm. opera for hobos.
0: But but I'm really concerned about where they're going to leave this at the end of this. They've done a really good job, and... I made a note, even though I really liked this episode, I thought it was a good episode with, like, I mean, who would have thought Denise, of all people, was going to end up, I mean, she escaped the wolf. She, she not only escaped the wolf, she turned the wolf after Morgan tried for how long, and Denise has the power to turn the wolf, and then she goes out with an arrow through her head with Dar- from Daryl's crossbow. I mean, what a horrible, horrible thing, but I did make a note, was this the episode of stupidity? Because so many errors were made along the way. Not that they necessarily cost anybody their lives or anything, but just all the stupid things people are doing in this episode. And you would think after years that they would not be doing this kind of stuff. Um, you, uh, A- Abraham brought up, when Eugene was talking about making the ammunition, he said something about, that's in your wheelhouse, right? That's Skill the word. set. Skill set, okay. Okay. Um, that's true. Everybody doesn't have to be the, Everything. Right, the Michonne warrior, right?
1: No, but everybody, I think, at some point wants to be able to protect themselves.
0: Protect themselves and the people they love, and they want to sure. feel powerful. And be,
1: and, and be useful to the tribe in that, in that way, in that capacity.
0: Sure, but at the same time, if your skill is something delicate or more delicate than that, but you're good at it and it's a necessary skill... Don't you really owe it to everybody, just like Carol owes it to everybody to fight? Or particularly like with Maggie yeah, last time, you owe it.
1: I can't talk about Carol. Okay, let's
0: his, talk about somebody else.
1: Maggie's going that way too. She just can't do it well, anymore. Well,
0: she's she's pregnant, and Maggie shouldn't be doing it pregnant. I don't think. But if your skill set is fighting, then fight. But if your skill set is developing drugs or ammunition, then do that because that is just as important. And I think we need some kind of class in Alexandria about um, um, self-esteem. Your special purpose. Yeah. I mean, you're good enough if what you're good at is healing people who are hurt. That's good enough. You don't have to be good at that and go out and do this other thing. If you can develop uh, uh, antibiotics, that's good enough. You don't have to do that and go out and do this other thing. There can be other people that do that who that is their skill set and that is their in their wheelhouse. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. When push comes to shove and people invade, sure, take Rosita's classes, right? Learn how to, at least in theory, fight.
1: Well, you've got to practice it a little bit.
0: Yeah, but if a zombie comes in, you know, have people around you and you learn how to fight them. Bring a couple of them in at a time where there's people around and you can learn. But not like that.
1: That's a, that's a really good point. I agree.
0: Not like that. I didn't, I just, you know, you've got to be happy in what you're doing. you got to feel like what you're doing is enough if you have the kind of skill set to make a difference in a community mm-hmm. like that. I mean, we can't all do everything, can we? Well, some of us can. Okay. Well, we hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become part of our The Walking OG podcast so, Mike, if people want to get in touch with you on Twitter. At
1: Mike from TN.
0: <laughs> and I'm at Michelle from TN. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribal rant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so subscribe to us there and keep in touch. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com, where you can email us or leave us a message. We'd always love to hear from you and get your feedback. Quick reminder, we also do a Mike and I do a Survivor podcast. We usually get it out on Thursdays, so if you like Survivor, tune into that podcast. We're also, we just started, Mike, the Americans.
1: And we're really interested in the Americans, primarily because we lived through the 80s.
0: We started at Season 4. We finished Episode 1. It's called American Reds. That's our Americans podcast on com. It's an FX show if you haven't seen it. It's on... Uh, Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, the first three seasons are free. This is—they're just starting season four, and it is—is is it a good show? So
1: it's a really, it's a really good show.
0: So we'll we'll be doing that too, and we'll have that out sometime this weekend. So tune into us there, uh, tweet us, talk to us, connect with us, and uh, we'll see you back here for a Walking OG podcast next week.
1: Next week, that's great.
0: We'll see you then.
1: Okay, bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.